Welcome to the podcast of New Creation Christian Center. I am Pastor Marquise Franklin, and I am excited that you would take the time to listen to our latest sermons and what God is doing in this ministry. New Creation Christian Center is in Seattle, led by Pastor Harold and Annis Franklin. And our statement is, come as you are and be transformed by the word of God, as stated in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Now, I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to be encouraged by the word of God that is going to be shared today. Check it out and share it with somebody that may need it. Now, let's get into this week's message. Worship together with brothers and sisters, Lord God. God, just singing praises to your name, Lord God. God, we ask that you open our ears, open our hearts to receive this word tonight, Lord God. God, I ask that you speak to every single person in this building and everyone that's listening on live stream and even those that will hear it on the podcast. Lord God, open our ears, open our hearts to receive from you tonight, Lord God. God, that we will not leave out of here the same way we came in, but we'll leave out of here transformed, renewed, refreshed, revived. God, we ask that you just move in this time. We just thank you right now because it's awesome and it's wonderful. We just bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. My topic for this evening is everything must go. And God just showed me, you know how when you go to stores and they're going out of business and they say everything must go. And that's what we have to get to a point in our life, our walk with Christ. Everything that is not of Christ must go. Everything that's going to distract us must go. Everything that's going to hold us back from getting deeper in our word must go. So it's time for us to shake off all those things that had us weighed down, whether we're scared, whether we're afraid, whether we've been talked down to, we need to shake free of those things. We can't allow that to distract us from being that new creation that Obed talked about, from getting the Holy Spirit that Pastor Harold talked about. We can't let those things stop us from going deeper in his word, from going deeper in our worship, from going deeper in just pressing into his presence. But we must allow everything to go. A lot of times we say, you know, I want more of God. I want more of him. But yet we're holding on to some things. Because we say, you know, if if I let go of this, then who am I? If I let go of that, then what am I supposed to do? But we have to realize that, like Obed said, he has made us a new creation. We are a new creation in him. So that means the old has gone. I don't identify with the things of my past, but I am made new. It's interesting that once I really start living for the Lord, I have some friends and some family members that maybe still want to do the old things. And so now they say, oh, no, 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 we can't do that because Precious ain't going to go there. Or we're not going to do that because, you know, we want to invite Precious, but she's not going to do that. Why? Because I don't identify with what I used to do any, anymore. That's not fun to me anymore. What's fun to me is lifting up the name of Jesus. What's fun to me is being a light to everyone I come in contact with. And that's what we should have. To say, I'm shaking free of those old habits. I'm shaking free of what um, generational curses may have been put upon my family. I'm shaking free of those things, those lies the enemy has spoken over me. I'm shaking free of those things. Those things do not define me, and those things should no longer define you. The first scripture we're going to go into is Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to start at verse 1. I'm reading out of the NIV. Hebrews chapter 12, starting at verse 1. 
It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us, or sorry, everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance, the race that is marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before, before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the, at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider it Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will now grow. So sorry, that you will not grow weary and lose heart. We can't lose heart. We have to fix our eyes on Jesus. That is the prize. That is our goal, to make it into heaven and see him face to face, to be able to hear his father say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So we cannot grow weary. But we have to shake free of everything that hinders us, everything that is holding us back, everything that is going to distract us or maybe fog our vision. A lot of times we allow things to attach itself to us, so much to we think is just the norm. And God said, that's not so. That's not who I created you to be. You know, it was interesting after I got married, you know, me and Marquise, you know, we, we said we're going to continue just to live for God like never before. And that meant us having a home that is focusing on God and God alone. So we wouldn't watch certain things and, and he would show me different old movies and I was like, man... I'm really liking them more than ever before because I would watch them with the family while we were dating, but I began to like them more. And I began to shake free of some things that I used to watch, some old habits that I used to have, some different things that I used to think were funny, and just different things had to go. Why? Because I was making a new start. Because I was ready and I was sold out and committed to my marriage. And I'm continuing to be committed and continue to know that there's some things that can't step foot in our house. There's some things that we don't allow to come in our relationship. There's some things that we have to shield ourselves from. And with us being serious about God, there's some things that you have to shield yourself from. There's some things that you have to say, oh, no, I'm not going to allow that to go in my ear because I don't want that to set in my spirit. Because a lot of times we'll say, oh, I like the beat. I kind of like their style. They're positive. Yeah, they're positive, but are they pointing you to God? Are they pointing you to, oh, man, I got to get my word. Man, I got to just worship more. A lot of times me and Marquise will be listening to music, and, and I'll ask him again. I'm like, what was that song you were humming, or what's that song you were singing? Why? Because it, it did something to me. And then I'll go back, and I'll listen for a few times because I'm like, man, that song, there's something about it. There's a message in that song that is just really speaking to me. And one thing, one song that really God reminded me of is, we sing it by Bria Babineau, and it's, if I lost everything and didn't have anything, I would have God. If we lost everything, can you say you're still happy with just God? That's what the point we need to get to. If I lost everything, God, I'm still okay. I pray oftentimes, God, you don't even have to do anything else but I'm thankful that you saved me. 
A lot of us, we take that lightly. We think, oh, okay, that's something he had to do. No, he didn't have to. But he wanted to lay his, down, his life down for us. He wanted to take on the sins of the world. Because he said, God, he said, Father, it's not my will, but yours be done. And a lot of times we forget that he said, it's not my will, but yours be done. And a lot of times we need to ask God, God, help me to focus on you. Help me to not take for granted the relationship I get to have with you. That I can go deeper in my word, that I can pray and that I can just worship. Because you know, there is people in other countries that are wanting to worship God and they're being killed. Or they have to hide away somewhere just to worship just to get along with God. And we come to church and we're afraid to lift our hands. Why? Because I don't know what someone else is going to say. I'm afraid to let these tears flow. Why? Because I'm afraid that someone's going to see me broken. But let me remind you, there's no one in here that can save you. You have to get right with God for yourself. You have to be willing to surrender everything and say, God, I surrender all. We sing that song, I surrender all. But have you really let go and said, you know what, God, those addictions, those habits that I do late at night, are those thoughts that try and cloud my mind to where I want to go surf the internet, those things, that, those lies that just jump out when I'm in a crowd and because I want to fit in. Or maybe we get frustrated in traffic and we just say some things we're not supposed to say. Remember, God is always with us. And why allow those things to hold us? Why allow those things to continue to have a hold on you? Because if we realize that if we open the door for, oh, I just let a few words slip here and there, you're going to get mad and you're going to continue to let a few words slip here and there and it's going to continue to build. Just like one spark can light a whole field on fire. The same thing, oh, I just watch this, I just watch one movie, and then you're thinking about it later on. Or I just played this one video game, and then you're thinking about it later on. You know, I had um, a young lady that was telling me about um, a show she was watching. She was like, man, this is so good, and, and she was saying all this stuff, and I was like, something don't seem right. I said, what's the name of this show that you're talking about? And you're saying how good it is. What's the name of it? She said, oh, it's How to Get Away with Murder. Why would you want to figure out how to get away with murder when it's something we're not supposed to do? We have to remember the garbage we let come in is going to be the garbage we let come out. Because let someone mess up in the marriage. Oh, man, I already know what I got to do. And we shouldn't be like that. Because we let garbage in, it's going to be the first thing we let come out. We have to remember what we're feeding ourselves. And all I know is I want more of God. We should continue to be in a mode where I want more of God. With having more of God, that means less of me, less of my desires. So that means everything else must go. Everything else. You know, I saw a movie before and the lady was upset. Her husband had cheated or whatever the case may be. And they were getting a divorce and he left a whole bunch of stuff. And she said, everything must go. And she was getting rid of everything. 
and she was just determined, just started giving stuff away at the end. Why? Because she didn't want it anymore. And we need to get that mentality. I don't want my old habits any longer. I don't want those old crutches I used to weigh on any longer. I don't want those old addictions any longer. I don't want those old thoughts clouding my mind about suicide. I don't want those things that that seem to just keep me awake at night. I don't want that anxiety. I don't want that depression. I don't want those lies I used to tell myself, I'm dumb, I'm stupid, I won't be nothing. I don't want those things. And that's what you should be saying, that we no longer identify with the things of the world. We no longer identify with those things any longer. So everything must go. Even the things that we say, oh, well, it's just a little white lie. And that little white lie turns into a big lie because you keep lying and you keep lying and you keep lying and then you don't even know who you are. But God told us who we are. He said we're a new creation. So we must shake free of all those things that had us bound. All those things that may have hurt us. Because some of us, we still have baggage. We still have hurt from old relationships. We still have pain. And God wants to wipe the slate clean. God wants to heal you and mend you. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to start at verse 23. Proverbs Chapter 4, verse 23. It says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Keep going. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put, a perverse, sorry, and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. A lot of times we're walking around and we're looking at everyone else. We're comparing our relationship with everyone else. We're comparing what we have to everyone else. We're looking at what other people are getting, what other people are doing. And instead of us focusing on God and focusing on who he has created us to be, we're looking to see, you know, I want validation from that person. Or maybe I want to be promoted here because, you know, I feel like I could do it. We're looking everywhere else. And we should be looking at God. Because God's timing is the best timing. And he knows exactly what we need and when we need it. But if we just focus on him and we just turn to him instead of looking everywhere else, we know that our help comes from God. So when we get in a tough spot and we don't know what to do, we can call upon the name Jesus because I'm looking at him. And I don't have to look anywhere else because I know he has what's best for me. I know that he's going to guide me through. I know that he's going to show me which way to go. God reminded me of before I met Marquise, I got to a point where I said, you know what, I need to really just have a relationship with God, really date God, really spend time just with him, 
Because we get in relationships and we want to spend time with someone and, and we just want to talk to them all the time. And that's how we need to be with God. I want to just spend time with you, just to gaze in your face, be in your presence, just to hear from you, just to hear your voice. And so when I met Marquise, I was just like, okay, he's a good friend. He's a friend. And, and that's what I saw him as. And then slowly I was like, man, he's, he's kind of cute. And God reminded me, he said, you know when you were dating me and you wrote down everything you wanted? <laughs> but, but because I focused on God and because I waited for God, he allowed me to, instead of looking everywhere else, oh, I want to be married. Oh, I want to have a relationship. Oh, I want this. Because I focused on God and I said, God, I just want more of you. I just want to be in your presence. I just want to be close to you. I just want everything that you have for me. He was able to bless me. That, and, and that reminds me of, like I said, the father that went in the store with his daughters. Because of the one that stayed close to him. And she spent time with him. And she just wanted to be up under him. She was blessed. She was blessed. Because she spent time. And that's how we need to be with God. Spend time with him. Don't focus on what other people are doing, but say, God, I want your will to be done in my life. I don't always understand. I know it may be hard, but God, I'm ready just to whatever you want me to do. God, guide my, my footsteps. God, open my mouth when you want me to open it and close it when you don't want it open. I have to pray that often. God, close my mouth. When I start speaking what you don't want me to say, just close my mouth. God, give me peace to where I'm not saying whatever it is that I feel like, but I only say what you want me to say. Why? Because I don't want my flesh to take complete control. I want God to be the center to be the source of my strength, to be my guide and my direction. God reminded me of the story of Saul. And we're going to go there. We're going to go to chapter, Acts chapter 9. And we're going to start at verse 1. We're going to read through 15. And then we'll pick up later in the chapter as well. Go to Acts chapter 9, starting at verse 1. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues, of, synagogues in Damascus, so that, he, that if he found anyone who were in, of the way, of the way means a Christian, a believer, whether men or women, he might bring them and bound them to Jerusalem. So he journeyed, so, so as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him, around him from heaven. Then he fell on the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. 
<clears throat> so he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be sorry, and you will be told what to what you must do. And then the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and then and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And as he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, here, here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for for the one called Saul of Tarshish, and behold, he is praying. And <clears throat> sorry, and in a vision, he he has seen a man named Ananias coming and putting a hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. And then Ananias answered, "Lord, I have heard from many about this man how how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem, and here he." has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, he is, he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles, the kings and the children of Israel. Let's keep going actually. So, if we stop there, so Saul didn't like Christians, basically, and just wanted, he said, I want authority just to kill them. Don't matter if they're children, they're women, they're, they're men, whoever it is, I want to kill them. He had that much anger. And it took God knocking him down off his horse to where he couldn't see to get his attention. Sometimes we're so stuck in our sin that it takes God shaking us to get our attention. But it always doesn't have to happen that way. Sometimes we're looking, we're like, well, you know, it's okay if I do what I do. You know, God will let me know. And we're waiting for this big voice to come on the loudspeaker and say, can I have your attention, please? Can I have your attention, please? That's not what God always says. Because he'll speak in a quiet voice and say, I love you. I care about you. I want to have a relationship with you. When no one else cared, I cared for you. And we're waiting for that big push or something big to happen. But God doesn't always have to do it like that. But in Saul's case, God had to blind him in order for him to really see the God that he could serve for him to really see how powerful God was and God is. We're going to start at verse 16 in the same chapter. <clears throat> for I will show him how many things 
he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went on his way and entered the house, laying his hands on him. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who prepared, sorry, who appeared to you on the road as you came, he sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food and strength, Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. It took God really shaking him and getting his attention, showing him that he wants to use him, not to harm God's people, but to show other people how they can have that love. And so that God can unblind some other people that may have scales on their eyes. God had to take Saul's eyesight so that Paul might have insight. God changed Saul's name to Paul, and he had to take his eyesight so that Paul could see, I'm gonna be used by God. So that he could see he is a new creation now, and that the old has gone and is no longer in him, but now he can be a new creation, and now he can be used by God, and now he can be a vessel that God wants to work through, and now that he's putting away with all the things of his past, he's ready to shake free and say, God, Everything must go. I surrender all to you. I'm not going to hold on to anything else. I'm no longer going to hold back. I'm no longer going to shut my mouth, but I'm going to take a bold stance for you and you alone. We get afraid and we say, God, I want more of you. And he keeps saying, I want to use you. But you haven't opened up your hands to receive all that I have for you. I want to do a new thing in your life, but you won't even realize and you won't let go of what you're holding on to. So in order for you to go to that next level, in order for you to, to, to be free, fully free, you say, man, I keep suffering with this element in my body or I keep going through this different thing. God's saying, I'm trying to shake that free of you, but I can't shake it if you don't open your hands and say, God, I give you everything. Until you surrender, he can't do it. You know, it's interesting. God reminded me of when you go to the hospital and you want a surgery performed, you have to sign a consent form to say, basically, I surrender, I allow you to do this. And we need to say, okay, God, I can't do it by myself, but I'm ready to allow you to take complete control. I'm allowing you to do whatever it is that you wanna do. I love the sign of surrender with your hands up. That's because I'm not holding anything back. I'm saying, God, I want all of you. Not, oh God, here's kind of half of me because you know I, I got that thing, that party coming up next week and I feel like I'm gonna drink just a little bit. No, God, I want all of you right now. I don't care about what happens next week, tomorrow, in the next hour. God, I want you now. And I need a relationship with you. I don't want any distractions. I don't want any frustration. I don't want anything that's going to hold me back. That's how we need to have. 
a relationship with God. We need to be so determined to say, I don't care who's around, who's watching, but God, I want more of you. Not to say, look at me, I'm better than anyone else. No, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have to get to a point where you say, I no longer want to identify with those things. I no longer want to allow those things to attach itself to me. I no longer want to call myself stupid, want to put myself down, want to think that I'm ugly or I'm junk, but God doesn't make junk or ugly people. He said we're all precious in his sight. So I no longer want to identify with those things, but I am free and I am a new creation and I have a purpose because God has a plan for me. So now we must walk boldly. We must continue to, to have the joy, to have the peace, to have the determination. And don't allow it, us to have to have a Paul situation or a Saul situation for us to be able to see what God wants to do in our lives. Don't allow yourself to get in such a situation to where you can't see who God has called you to be, who God has designed you to be. Don't allow the addictions, the habits you may have been holding on to keep you from getting closer to God. Don't allow it to keep you from, from really just fellowshipping with him. Because we get to a point where we say, okay, God, I'm, I feel like I'm all alone. And you feel like you're all alone because you haven't let no one in. You haven't let God in to clean you, to purify you, to give you new friends, to give you new family. But we must shake free. So when you leave from here tonight, remember, everything must go. Don't hold on to the things that'll take you back to that place you were at in your past. Don't allow those things to, to hold itself on you. The anger, the bitterness, the guilt, the shame. Spend some time just worshiping and say, God, you know, I, I'm not perfect, but God, I want to be perfected. God, I want more of you. God, I lay everything at your feet. You have to be willing to say, God, I surrender. One last story before I close. I'm reminded of a story that we heard probably time after time, but it's so powerful. A young girl had plastic beads and she just would hold on to them and thought they were the best thing in the world because her father gave them to her. And one day he said, can I have those plastic beads? And she said, no. No, I love them, Daddy. I don't want to give them to you. And he said, just give them to me. He had a pearl necklace that he wanted to replace the beads with. But she was so stuck on what she had. She didn't want to give up what she had because she thought it was a good thing. And that's us. We don't want to give up what we have because we say, well, I'm not such a bad person. I go to church and I'm reading my word when I come to church. So I don't want to give up any of my extra time because I'm, I'm okay. But God's saying, I want to give you pearls. God has something better for all of us. But we have to shake free of the junk that tries to cloud our way. We have to shake free of all those thoughts. We have to shake free of those things that still have us kind of chained. Because we allow God to free us partially, but yet we're holding on 
to that chain that he just broke us free of because he said, I'm not ready to give up. I'm not ready to let go of this habit. I'm not ready to, to allow those, to cry it out so I could be healed from those scars. I'm not ready. Why? Don't let another day pass you by without saying, God, you know what? I've been going through this and this, and God, I'm ready to surrender. I don't want to hold on to anything else. I know me for myself, before I got married, I took some time. I said, God, I don't want to take any baggage into my marriage. God, I don't want to take any hurt, any pain that I saw my father cause my mother into my marriage. I don't want to take any baggage from my past being abused into my marriage. But God, I want to be free. And I had to take that step and say, God, I know that my marriage will not be like my parents. So I'm not going to go in with the mindset to think that divorce is the option. To think that I'm going to be hurt and abused. To think that my kids are going to see anything like that. But I went in with my mind made up, God, this is a marriage we're giving to you. We're just vessels following you. That we would raise our children in the right way. And that everything else that's not lining up with your word must go. I want you guys not to take this word lightly. Because you've been saying you want to go to the next level. You want more of God. You want healing. You want breakthrough. But until you lift your hands and say, okay, God, I don't care who's watching. I don't care what's going on. I'm ready to shake free of it. It's going to follow you everywhere. And you're going to say, why am I always so weighed down? Because you won't allow God to purge you and, and get some of that junk out of you. You say, well, you know, it's good. It happened to me. It's okay. I sh it's all right. No, because those thoughts still come back. Different things happen and they still come back. Different things, someone talks to you the wrong way and you're ready to snap. God wants to shake you free of all that. But it's up to you to say, okay, God, I'm ready to give it to you. I'm not going to hold it back. I'm not going to pick it back up. I'm not going to take it home and continue to think about it. But God, I know that you can free me of all of this, and I'm ready to allow you to do it. There's some freedom that he wants to do in your life, but you have to be willing to say, okay, God, here am I. There's a song that me and Marquise have been listening to. And it simply says, you can have my heart. And one part of the song, it says, there's nothing I withhold from you. If you want it, you got it. You got it. You got it. That's the thing God tells us. There's nothing that he'll withhold from us. If we want it, we can have it. But we don't ask him for it. And we, we hold things back from God. Why? Because we think, oh, I don't want to give it to him because this is who I am. No, God, I give you everything because I know who you said I'm supposed to be. I know that you know who I'm supposed to be. So, God, I don't want the addiction. God, I don't want the frustration. God, I don't want the attitude. God, I don't want the low self-esteem. God, I don't want that anymore. I don't want it. You want it, you can have it. Part of the song says, you can have my heart. When's the last time you told God, you can have my heart?
God, I give it to you. There's a song we sing, we used to sing, I give myself away so you can use me. When's the last time you just really gave yourself to God to allow him to use you? Not so that other people will see you, but people will see the God in your life. Because like I say many times, you may be the only Jesus that some people see. But if you're holding on to your own junk and you're so frustrated that you can't even say, you know what, God loves you. That's a problem. We have to be willing to surrender so we can be vessels that he wants to work through. So that we're not taking baggage everywhere we go in new relationships. We won't allow ourselves to get closer to God because we're, we're holding on to our old ways. We have to shake free of those things. So remember, everything must go. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this time. God, I thank you that you have given us freedom, Lord God. God, you want to free us of all our baggage, all our hurt, all our shame, all our guilt. God, we thank you that we can lay everything at your feet. God, we thank you that you are God and you are God alone. And that you are able to heal, to restore, to repair, to revive. You are able to fill in every gap, to heal every wound. God, we ask that help us to spend time with you. God, just to say, God, I give you everything. To have the heart to say, I surrender. That addiction. God, maybe it's us. Maybe someone's dealing with pornography. Someone's dealing with lust issues. Someone's dealing with lying, stealing, cheating. Maybe someone's dealing with smoking and drinking, God. Whatever it is, Lord God. Maybe someone's just dealing with hatred from their past, from past hurts. God, help us to, to surrender everything to you. To say, God, here we are, God. We give you everything. God, everything in our lives that doesn't line up with your word, God, it must go. God, that we're not going to allow the lies of the enemy to attach itself to us. We're not going to allow the lies that the world has put on us to attach itself to us. We're not going to no longer pick up those generational curses and continue to walk in that. But we are breaking free of those cycles. We are breaking free of all that fear and doubt. We are breaking free of all those things the enemy has tried to put upon us, Lord God. And we are new creations in you, O oh God. God, you have made us clean. God, we ask that you continue just to purify us. Continue to move in our lives. Continue to allow your will to be done. God, help us as we leave from this place tonight, but never from your presence, that we would allow you to purge us, allow you to wipe the slate clean, allow you to heal us of those past hurts, Lord God. Help us to surrender to you, oh God. We just thank you right now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We thank you for listening to today's sermon, and we pray that you are impacted to become the new creation that God desires. We at New Creation Christian Center invite you to come join us for service Saturday at 7 p.m. or Sunday at 11 a.m. located at 5150 South Cloverdale Street, Seattle, Washington. Also, feel free to visit us online at newcreationwa.org.
New Creation Christian Center, the path to genuine life, where you can come as you are and be transformed by the Word of God.